Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Don't you love to get in the Bible? I sure do. And I'm so glad that you are joining me for these brief 15 minutes or so to feed our soul on the Word of God and to draw near to Him. We need to do this. And I'm glad you're along with me. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. A special welcome if you're new and you who are here regularly, you know how glad I am to have you along day by day. We've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount, which is a powerful, powerful sermon. And it, it's where Jesus laid down the heart and soul of what it means to be a Christian and how to live the Christian life and what he's after in this new covenant that he was bringing into our world. And he announced to his disciples that uh, a very interesting verse here, he says, For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, this must have been a shocking verse because, or a shocking statement, because the Pharisees were, were the righteous people. They were the religious people. They were the ones that kept the letter of the law. They were doing everything that was required. They would not, not one jot or tittle, not one little stroke of the law would, would be overlooked by them. They were sticklers to follow the law, technically. And yet Jesus got at some of the problems they had, and that's what we're looking at today, because we don't want to be a Pharisee. We're not just saying this to criticize others. We're wanting to check our own heart and our own life and make sure that this spirit of Phariseeism, it does live on today and make sure it doesn't live on in us. So look at this problem that they had, the Pharisees. They were abiding by the letter of the law, technically, but were not abiding by the spirit of the law. And I might add, this is so important that we understand. If all we do is follow the law, a friend of mine once said years ago, he said he's figured, he figured out that rules, all that rules do is create a bunch of sneaky people. And isn't that true? If you lay down the law, parents, if you lay down the law with your kids and you don't help them understand the spirit of the law, what's behind the law, the spirit of the rule, what's the principle here? Well, all you do is create a bunch of sneaky people, people who figure out how to get around the law, how to get around the rule, and to be technically I didn't break it when, in reality, they were violating what the law or the rule was all about. This is why we must teach principles, and this is why the Christian faith gets deeper than the law, and it gets into the heart and into the spirit. Let's look at what Jesus said to the, these disciples, or to, to these disciples speaking of the Pharisees. He said, you've heard the ancients were told. Now, it's really interesting, six times here in the in, in this chapter, Jesus will say, you have heard, but I say to you. The Pharisees knew the scripture, and they also knew all kinds of man-made rules and traditions in addition to it. We'll see here right now, they quote, uh, he, he quotes scripture, but he adds what they believed in their tradition that wasn't necessarily in the scripture. This is why I, if it's in the scripture, if it's quoting from the Old Testament, I capitalize it here on the YouTube if, if you're watching. You have heard the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder. Well, that's the sixth commandment. And whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. Well, that's not right out of the law. That was added in as one of their explanations of the law. Jesus says, but I say to you that anyone, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. 
And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Wow. That's convicting. I would imagine there's very few, maybe none of us on this video today, on this live stream, who've actually committed murder. But I'd also imagine there's probably none of us on here who haven't called someone a bad name sometime. I don't, I've never called anyone an empty head, I must say that. We've got other terms that we apply to people that we use in how we want to put down people or criticize people or put them in their place or show that we're better than them or exalt ourselves above them. Terms we use that I'm not going to use here on YouTube because, uh, uh, I well, because I don't want to use those terms. But you know what I mean. Things we call people. And Jesus said, you think it's wrong to commit murder, and it is. But if you call people by certain names, you put them down, you, you're, and you, you're angry at them, you're, you're hating people, you're guilty enough to go to the fiery hell. I don't know about you, but years ago, years ago, I would, if someone would have asked me, Tom, if, if you die, do you think you go to heaven? I'll say, yeah, sure. And if they asked why, I'd say, well, I'm not a Hitler. I've never, I've never killed anybody. And when I read this verse, this challenged me because even though I prided myself on, I've never killed anybody, like that's a big deal. I sure had called a whole lot of people, a whole lot of names that Jesus said made me guilty enough to the fiery hell. Wow. Jesus was looking at something in the heart, the spirit of the law. Even though I never shot a gun or stabbed with a knife, there was hatred in my heart. There was anger in my heart. And this is poison to the soul. And can I point out to you, brother or sister, that if you allow bitterness to, to be in your soul and you cannot forgive people, it'll be poison to your soul and it destroys your soul. And it's serious enough that Jesus said, you can go to hell over this. He said another one here. You ready? You've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, the Pharisees prided themselves outwardly that they weren't actually committing adultery. But in their heart, they were. In their heart, they were lusting for others who weren't their wife. In their heart, they were, they were fantasizing. What does this mean, by the way? I think it's important that we understand this because we live in a culture that is so saturated with sexual imagery and, with, and, and so on. With young people, I, th I remind them there's three words here. There's temptation. Temptation's not a sin. If you see another person, she's pretty or something like that, that's not a sin. Uh, the, the, and, and you might even be tempted to think beyond that. And temptation is not a sin. Lust is when in your mind you begin to welcome those thoughts. You allow those thoughts to have a, a place in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. In other words, you fantasize or you think about or you imagine things, doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. And rather than judge them and say, this is wrong, I won't do this, be gone, out of here and replace that thought with something else. It, it, lust is when you give room in your heart and in your mind to thoughts that you, to thought, to 
thoughts that if you did them, that would be sin. Three words here. Temptation is not a sin. Lust, giving in, allowing those those temptations to have room and to take hold in your heart, that becomes a sin. And of course, the action, doing it is a sin. The letter of the law, the Pharisees said, we never did it. The spirit of the law, they were violating it because they had lust in their heart. Once again, lust is poison to the soul. Lust is poison. And Jesus hits two of these things here, bitterness, anger, hatred towards people, and lust about getting, getting, getting. Both of these are deep poisons to the soul. And and so I want to say that often as Christians, we only use these verses to convict people of their lostness and that they need Jesus. These are great evangelistic verses. If you want to talk to a person who doesn't think they're, you know, they need to need Jesus, they think they're good enough, remind them that God's standard is the spirit of the law and not just the letter. Remind them that it's it. You might not have done it outwardly, but if in your heart you're giving room to it and your heart is controlled by it, yes, you're guilty of that as well. And so these are great verses to bring conviction of sin and then and help a person realize their need for Christ. But it doesn't end there. These these lust and anger and bitterness are poison to the soul. They're poison to relationships. They're poison to your walk with God. And God wants you to overcome it. Look at what he told the Pharisees. He told them, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they're full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish so that the outside of it may be clean also. What's Jesus telling us here? Clean up on the inside. Now he does it. We've got to call upon him. He's the one who does it for us. We can't do it on our own. I've shared my own testimony number number of times that I was convicted by these verses. And in my case, I had real anger and hatred in my heart towards someone. And I kept trying to get over it, and I couldn't until Christ came in and saved me, and that he changed my heart. But here's an important thing. Do you are you expecting and asking God to change you on the inside? I a lot of people aren't. A lot of Christians think, well, I just have to endure this stuff on the inside until Jesus makes me new and I go to heaven. Well, I look forward to that day as well, when there will be no temptation. But I expect that today there can be victory as well. I'm asking God for that for me and for you, that deep in your heart, God gives you victory over anger and hatred, that God gives you victory over bitterness, and God gives you victory over lust. And these things don't have to control you, and and as God's cleansing truth gets deep within your soul, He can give you that victory. This is why you get in the Word every day. I'll tell you, you won't have this type victory if you just get like one sermon once a week. It just won't happen. I'm just telling you. You won't have this type uh, victory unless you're really serious about your relationship with God. And you intentionally really say, I want to love God from the inside. Because, see, remember, this is the great the, the law of Christ. I want to love Christ. I want him to control my heart. I want him to have the throne of my heart. And as he's got the inside, as the inside of you is cleaned up, the outside works out fine. So many, The Pharisees only looked at the outside. All they thought about was the outside. Jesus thinks about the inside. Don't be a blind Pharisee, 
that only is worried about outward legalistic keeping of rules. Jesus came to change us on the inside, and it's possible. His Spirit can do it. Trust Him for it. Allow Him in. Invite Him in. Be, don't be a Pharisee. Be a new creature in Christ. Oh, Jesus, today we thank you for your cleansing power that you forgive sinners. Hallelujah. We thank you, you forgive sinners. And we thank you that you take sinners and you make us clean and you make us new creatures in Christ. You make us whole. And we thank you for that. I pray, Lord, I know it's, it's not easy. And I know this can be a struggle and we live in a world where we're still tempted and so often tempted severely. And I pray, Father, that we would fight the fight of faith. We would believe you to cleanse us on the inside. And Lord, whenever, whenever Satan gets a foothold with bitterness or anger or lust, whenever we stumble and, and give him ground in our lives, help us, Father, to thoroughly, truly repent, turn to you, and believe that you can change us. I believe that. And I pray that, Lord, today for me and for everyone here, that bitterness and anger and lust would have no foothold in our lives, and we'd have a cleansing and a victory. And help us to keep seeking. You said, seek, you'll find, ask, you'll receive, knock, the door will be open. Help us to keep seeking, asking, and knocking until that truth, your cleansing truth, gets deep in our soul, and we walk in this victory. We pray for that for this day and every day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks for being with me today. I don't know about you, but let's be real honest. I'm trusting that in my life and in your life, we're going deeper with God. You know, a lot of, a lot of people just seem to be content with a shallow relationship with God. It's a wonderful thing we're going to heaven. And I'm, and I'm happy about that, but I want more. I want heaven now. I want God now. I want the life of Christ in me now. I hope you do as well. That's why we get here every day. We're not content with a shallow Christian life. We want to go deeper with God. And so you who are joining, who join me every day, I thank you for your encouragement that that's what you're after. And if you're wanting to join us, please do. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, share with your friends, invite them to be a part of our community. I love you guys. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.